In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you to us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rational with the knowledge of your greatness, do enlighten, O my Lord, our thoughts, that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, O Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. Athletes who compete in the Olympics or the World Cup, the soccer players or any, any sports are required and have said to be doing it for their country when they are receiving their gold, silver, bronze or the cup. They say, I have done this for my country. You see, when they win, the country wins with them. When they lose, the country loses with them. When they show good sportsmanship, it's a reflection of the attributes of that particular company or country and countrymen. Now, in some ways or another, this can also be in conjunction to what Christ has indicated to us when he refers to himself as being hungry, thirsty, estranged, naked, sick, and in prison. Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, Jesus says, Amen, that means yes, he, Amen, I say to you, as much as you have done to one of these my little brothers, you have done that to me. Let's cross-reference this to what God instructs and demands of the Israelites in Isaiah chapter 58 in relations to the fast they were offering. Let us use this as a benchmark for the fast we are offering. That means trying our best to subdue our body and to bring it into subjection, according to St. John Chrysostom on fasting. So let us use this as a benchmark for the fast that we are offering during this time of Great Lent, taking it as an opportunity to repent and walk in the paths of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In verse 5 of Isaiah chapter 58, where God speaks, he instructs, he commands, he rebukes actually, that we are to humble ourselves and bend our necks like a bow. That means put our heads down in contrite, that is in shame, in admission, in surrender, in defeat, in solitude, being alone, in sacrifice, and in avoidance, avoiding the world by looking down. And he goes on to say that we are to lay down sackcloth, atma, and ashes for ourselves. See, when we use the term, and we shouldn't, it's an idiomatic term, or ash on my head, 
It doesn't literally mean that I will go and place ash on my head. It's a metaphoric term for I have no hope. I am in despair. But there is always hope with God. Praise his name. And he goes on to say, this is what we shall call our fast. That means this is how we should fast. And this is what pleases our Lord God. Now, this is pertaining to us when we offer our fast. But let me, let me ask you, are you offering a fast in a contrite spirit, humility? Are we hanging our heads in shame because we have sinned? Because we have, um, uh, we have mourned the Spirit of God? Because we are in admission that, yes, Lord, we are evil, we are sinners. We ask for your grace to make us worthy to offer this fast. Are we in surrender, totally surrendering to God's precepts and commandments? When we do, we put our heads down in shame because we are so distant, we are so disobedient. Are we in defeat, Lord? I am defeated. Satan has played rigmaroles with me. Satan has blasted me because I have let down my guard and I come to you in shame. Are we f- uh, pr- uh, offering our fast in solitude, not sitting in bars and clubs and claiming to be fasting and yet drinking and socializing and laughing? And carrying on and being drunk and cussing? Do we go in our rooms and close that door and offer that fast and pray? And we're going to talk about how we are supposed to be fasting. Have you or are we offering our fast as a sacrifice? That Lord, I want to subdue my body. I am going to bring it into subjection. According to St. John Chrysostom. This is my sacrifice during this period of fast. Not only abstaining from meat, no, but I'm going to abstain from my evil as well. Are we offering our fast in avoidance, avoiding anything, anywhere, any place, anyone who may alter or deter our righteous fasting? because they become that stumbling block. Now this pertains to us. And God goes on to say that we are to lay down sackcloth, as I said, and ashes for ourselves. Are we really, metaphorically, metaphorically, don't get me wrong, are we really saying, where am I? I need to come back to God. Because that's the fast God wants. That's the fast that God is pleased with. But then he goes on, beloved. God goes on and doesn't stop there. There is this this fast that doesn't only pertain to you and I. You see, Jesus did it all to appease the Father. He sacrificed. He humbled himself. He took the spittle. He took the spear. He took the ridicule and the deception. He did it to appease the Father and to fulfill what he was sent for. But who did he do it for? Himself? No, he did it for you and I. 
See, Christ did this for you and I. Now, if Christ, metaphorically speaking again, was to be given a reward and asked to make a comment, he would have said, I did it for mankind. I did it for you. You who are listening, stop for a second. Give all if you're listening. If you're vacuuming, don't vacuum. Dada, if you're driving, stop, pull over. Jesus would have said this if he was going to, if he was to give a victory speech. I did it for the world. I did it for you. So too we, God commands that are to also not only offer a fast for ourselves, but we are to also offer for others. You see, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9, we are basically instructed that what we receive from God, we must use to give grace to others. Any gift, any provision, anything that God has given us, talent, wealth, fame, maybe, we need to use to bestow or to reflect the grace of God on others. You see, the gracious gift, the gracious key, the gracious tool, the gracious provision of fasting must be used not only for our benefit, but to grace others as well. And God gives us that instructions. Hence, we continue to read on the type of fasting that God is appeased with, and he commends the Israelites in chapter 7 of Isaiah 58 that they should, or let's put it, give it to ourselves, bring it home, we should break our bread with the hungry, along with the contrite spirit, along with being, uh, you know, our heads hung in shame, in sacrifice, in solitude, in avoidance, and in defeat, we are now to also do to others. And the first command is to break our bread with the hungry. Allow me to quote Bishop Caesarius of Arles. You give to the poor a coin and receive a kingdom from Christ. You bestow a mouthful and are given eternal life. You offer clothes and Christ grants the forgiveness of your sins. Obviously, all done in faith and humility. How? Well, let me, um, let me use the term, but very lightly, let me challenge you. Lack of a better term. Let, you know, let me encourage you, but an encouraging challenge. <laughs> let me challenge you in an encouraging way. Tomorrow, or if it's a new day for you today, wherever you are, go out. Buy a meal from these fast foods uh, outlets and just go and give it to a hungry person, to a homeless person. Do this every day. I remember, and I had a brother who would do this, he would go out and buy $10 gift vouchers from the fast food outlets, McDonald's, um, you know, um, Hungry Jack's or what have you, Burger King's. <laughs> um, and he would just drive around and every homeless person he saw, he would give them that $10 gift voucher and say, this is from Jesus Christ to you. Not only during Lent, actually, 
but more so during Lent. Go out and feed someone. Go out and offer food for the homeless shelters. And I know many youth groups, and God bless you, many churches do this, many parents do this. It's great. Do that because this is what appeases God. You know, we subdue the body from that double-double burger, we subdue that, we make money, we save that, how much are they now, $10? Whatever, $10. But then with that $10, you go out and you help someone that doesn't have a cent to his or her name. And you don't have to look into it and examine it and, and do a research to see if that homeless person really has money. No, just go and do it. Because God is commanding during our fast. And then he goes on to say that we are to bring into our houses strangers. Now, I know that's not realistic today. I know. But there is another way we can do this. You know, if we, if we see, I, I remember watching a, a video just recently, and it, it, it was regarding... Um, people protesting about the illegal immigrants. Uh, and I saw the video of people protesting and, uh, and uh, you know, claiming that uh, we should allow these people to, end, to enter the country, even if it is illegal. And there was one man there going around and interviewing people, interviewing the protesters. He interviewed a few protesters and said, so what are you protesting for? He said, oh, we should let them come in and da-da-da, what have you. Now, this is not a political statement, please. Um but the, the man posed a very nice question and said, okay, um, are you willing to take some of these, one or two of these immigrants into your home because there's no place for them to stay? And the boys, person just walked away. Now, protesting is one thing. Anyone can protest. Anyone can glue their hands onto the streets. Why would you do that? But let's say this is, this is a zeal we have for our, for our um, policy or for our uh, principle. Anyone can glue their hands to the uh, you know, the streets and, and sit on the streets and block streets and, and you know, uh, inconvenience people. Anyone can do that. But when it comes down to crunch, are you willing to get up and do something about it? Actually, put your man money where your protest is, let's say. See, that's the same with us. Yes, we will fast. Yes, we want to appease God. Yes, we want God to forgive us because we are in a contrite But you can do something with this. How? Maybe book one of these homeless people that you see on the street. There's another encouragement, uh, encouraging challenge. You see a homeless person, you go up to that person and say, listen, would you like me to put, up, put you up in a hotel for one or two nights? That's the best I can do. Or, or a week. That's the best I can do. Then you can have a shower. I'll buy you some clothes because that's what's coming next, right? You can do that. You know, it, 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 it's, the, it's the motive, it's the intent, it's the obedience to God's word, not to show people that I've done. No, it's, this is not a, a, a checklist where, yes, tick, I've done it, tick, I've done it. Well, that means God is going to accept my, my fasting and my supplication. No. You do it simply because God has given you and you're showing God's grace to others. I remember... <sighs> Um, this is going back, and, and God rest, the late uh, subdeacon Sean Toma was with us as well. And we had a, a adults Bible studies group, and, and one day we, we, we made an agreement and we all agreed that we should go out and feed people as well. I mean, 
sitting there and reading the scriptures and understanding it and, uh, you know, nodding our heads and acknowledging that, yes, yes, charity, almsgiving. Long story short, we went out and we come across this person and we gave him some food and he said, great, thank you for the food. Where am I going to sleep tonight? And, you know, to my shame, to my shame and to the shame of all, um, you may be listening, we said, well, you know, just eat your food, congratulations, you know, God bless you. And he said, yeah, okay, but I'm going to sleep on the streets. And while we were driving off, um, the late God rest his soul, our brother Subdeacon Sean said, Rabbi, but that was probably God um, speaking through, to us through him. And I stopped, I said, you know what? You're right, Shonga. He's calling Shonga. We drove back, we found him. We put him in a hotel, okay? For the glory of God, because we all were unworthy of doing what we did because we are so foolish and such sinners. We're unworthy to do God's good work. And we prayed and it happened. So maybe you can do the same. And then God goes on to say, when we shall see one naked, you see these homelesses that are wearing torn shoes, torn clothing. When you want to put them up in a hotel, maybe take them to Target or um, all these stores and, and buy them the clothes. This is it. This is what God is saying. And you shall cover him or her. And you shall not turn away from a son of your body that is mankind, regardless of what color, what race, what religion. You do it because God has commanded. And when we do, we come back to the Lord and say, Lord, have mercy on us for we are not worthy, but it is the gracious work that you have given us. This is how we are to fast, beloved. Some people have asked me, reached out, Rabbi, what is the correct process? Well, number one, let me tell you, yes, the church has its process. The church is uh, the, the body that has instituted this fast because Jesus Christ has commanded. So the, the cro- correct procedure or the correct manner is when you wake up in the morning, you say your prayers, And you try to abstain. Soma in the Aramaic language, it's abstinence, not eating seafood. We're not even supposed to be eating seafood. It's total vegan, total vegan. So you wake up in the morning and abstain according to your capability. Some abstain till 12 p.m. lunchtime. Some abstain till evening vespers or the vespers, the evening prayers. Not eat food, not eat drink because this is... This is abstinence. But whichever and however and at any time that you are ready to break your abstinence, you pray and ask the Lord to accept and ask the Lord to help and ask the Lord to humble and ask the Lord, beseech the Lord to forgive, beseech the Lord to strengthen, beseech the Lord to deliver you from the evil one and his host who's going to intensify his attacks on you because you're alone, you're in solitude just like Jesus Christ. Or some people wake up in the morning, they don't abstain, they may have breakfast, but it's total vegan. It's not uh, no dairy products and no poultry. It's vegan. But most importantly, beloved, is the prayer. 
and the scripture reading. And the fathers encouraged the reading of the lives of the saints of the Lord and attending Bible studies and at the same time giving alms. That is the fast that we are to offer. If you're fasting and you're out in a nightclub, please, please don't defile the beautiful gift of fasting. That's not fasting. If you're fasting and you're still posting your derogative pictures to show your body parts, that's not fasting. Actually, that's an abomination. If you're fasting and you're still enjoying your social life, your drinking and what have you, that is not a fast that is appeasing God. Contrite spirit. Remember we spoke. A surrender. A head that is hanging like the neck to be as a bow. A contrite spirit. Being ashamed of our, of our situation in sin. Admission. Lord, I am a sinner. I surrender to you, to your gracious mercies and to your righteous judgment, Lord. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not chastise me in your anger and your righteous wrath, but have mercy upon me. In defeat, I am defeated, Lord. I am battered. I come to you in solitude. Spend time with God alone. The churches are open. If not, the custodians are at churches. They can open the church for you. Go in the house of the Lord and pray. Go in your room and pray. Go in uh, in a corner at work, in your lunchroom, wherever, and just pray. Or sit at your desk while you're looking at your laptop and say a prayer in your heart. Offer the sacrifice of holiness. Offer your body as a sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to the Lord. Refrain. Can I encourage you? my beloved brothers and sisters, encourage you to refrain posting on social media for 49 days. Refrain from that. Refrain from showing the world how you look and what you've gained and what you've been successful in. Refrain from that. This is the fasting that the Lord will be appeased and will forgive our sins and will grant us the strength to defeat Satan as Christ defeated. And don't forget, I've given you many encouraging challenges. Don't forget, go out. And when you see a homeless person, either buy a gift voucher or just go and buy a meal and just present it to the homeless person. Don't worry about whether they tell you you can or you can't. There's shelters. That's fine. Great. Amen. Praise God. But you do your own good deed. And let not your left hand, which is evil, know what your right hand is doing. Don't do it before men to be seen by men. Now, I'm not saying, I've always said this, you don't go to a, to a homeless person and say, hey, I'm going to do a good deed, but I can't do it, right, because people are watching. Can we go around in that park? No, 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 that's not how God wants us to do it. That's not his, That's not what he means. You have to do it wherever. People may see you. But if you're doing it with a motive to glorify God, to appease God, to abide by God's commandments and to help your fellow men, be proud. Take pride in God and do that deed. Take that homeless person, if you can, 
Put him up in a hotel room for one or two nights where he or she can shower. Buy them the soaps. Buy them the sh- shampoos. You know, these are, these are the deeds that God looks upon us and then has pity upon us and then has mercy upon us and forgives us graciously. Praise and glory be to his holy name, now and at all times and forever. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and family. For any future topic suggestions or to give us detailed feedback, please visit our link in the show notes, linktr.ee forward slash double-edged sword. Until next time, God bless you all.